hello, you don't have to sit. I'm literally just sharing a quick scripture that I feel compelled to share. Uh, it's Romans 15, 13. And I, I love that you point out that we're, sh we're singing about the character of God and yet our experiences sometimes fly in the face of the truth of who God is. And our circumstances certainly talk back a lot of the time, our bodies, our minds. And so if you're here today and you're, you're hearing others sing these words, but you're having a really hard time just sitting in the truth and letting the truth define your reality, then hear these words from Romans 15. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Our God is the God of hope and he has joy and peace to dish out to us at the ready right now in this moment. Holy Spirit, help us to trust you. As we continue to fix our eyes on you, help us to trust you, to sing with faith. And I pray that as we keep going forward this morning, that you would fill us all, that we would overflow with hope by your power, not by our own summoning it up, not with trying to create hope in ourselves, but just pour your spirit out freshly on us this morning that we would live into the people of hope that you call us already. People with a living hope that can't spoil, perish, or fade. Make your hope and your light real in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Daniel. I think even the idea of hope sometimes can be hard, right? Because like, we're, we kind of were raised in this, like, don't get your hopes up because um, you could get hurt if it doesn't happen, right? But earlier in Romans, it says uh, this hope does not disappoint. This hope does not put us to shame, right? And that is like, sweet, <laughs> awesome. We don't have to hope in something that's fickle. I'm Chris Beatham. I'm one of the elders here at Moran Park. Good morning. As we shared last uh, last week, we the elders said that there would be an update coming from uh, from Britain and the Michelle uh, this week, and so uh, just uh, introduce Britain. Hi, Britain. <laughs> and let him uh, let him share an update uh, what the Lord is doing in their life. Sweet. Thanks, bud. Hey, it's good to see. You. Hey, G. Good to see you, man. Hey, I just want to give you an update, some things that we learned uh, from being away for, for two months. And I got, a, I got some notes because he taught us a lot of stuff, right? So um, I guess before I talk about these past couple months, my family and I were away. I, I want to go back to the beginning of the year, right? We started really pressing into what it means to be family and talking about the church predominantly being family and how do we actually function as family and act like family and treat one another as family and brothers and sisters and stick with each other and work, th all, all this stuff, right? Like being family. But it was interesting because it was about uh, 
February, March, when we're starting to talk about this stuff, and I started realizing the state of my own family, my, my physical family, wasn't in great shape. I think we, we just started realizing in my, my own family that a lot of the events of 2020 had just taken a toll on, on, on me, like just experiencing burnout, uh, hurt. And it wasn't just me, right? It was, just, it was my family. And it had all kinds of effects on, on our marriage, on our family. It just was like, uh, it, was, it wasn't a great spot. Let's just put it to you that way, right? So I came to the elders about that time in about March. I said, listen, guys, I, I, my family's struggling. And if we're going to talk about being family, how in the world can I ask Miranda to step up his family when my own family's not, not in good shape? And so I just said, this is what we're going through. We're struggling through. And they're like, absolutely, take some time away. They're super gracious and super generous with us. Praise God for that. So that's why we were gone in July and August. And it really was a great time to, to really press into my family and really a great time to, to really to see what was going on there. And, and to be honest with you, like, things revealed themselves to actually be worse off, off than I realized. Right? For those of you who've been around any period of time here, you know I can tend to be a little bit of an, of an optimist, right? And I, I kind of was just regularly confronted with, Man, my, my marriage isn't in a great spot. My family's not in a great spot. And the, the reality of it was, it wasn't just like the events of 2020. It was like, I, I began to see pretty clearly for the first time in, in 15 years of marriage and ministry of the, the real negative effects that ministries had on my marriage and my family. And I think for so long, I'm just plowing ahead, just going, 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 that I just failed to really be honest and acknowledge some of those 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 issues and, and some of it was just because of the way I have an inability like who I am and my my shortcomings my temptation it's not just a temptation I do it it's like putting the needs of church and ministry above my family and marriage and really over these past two months seeing seeing I do that a lot that's not good just seeing how that has affected um my, my family when they feel like they're getting the leftovers rather than the church. And, and seeing the damage and seeing the hurt that's starting to come up from all of these years going, oh my gosh. And I think we also really began to realize too of like, we're talking about being family, but we, we really started seeing even more clearly how hard it is in this kind of role and in this kind of setting for us to feel like we are able to truly know you and for you to truly know us. Or, or at least know us apart from a role or title or position or gifts. And I think the reality of that just started settling in. And it's not, it's not your fault. It's not, not anyone's fault. It's just like that's the way the system's set up, and it sets us up to fail a lot of times. And so we were, like, wrestling through all this stuff. And so we're getting to the end of our two months away, and praise God we had opportunities to press into some of this and find, start to find some healing and restoration in this stuff. It, 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 like, as things were coming up, we, were, we had tools to be able to help deal with them and acknowledge. It was, it was great. But we're getting, away, getting to the end of our two months away. You're like, okay, we're getting ready to come back to Moran. How do we, how do, we do this? Like, how do we do this well? How do we do this differently? Because I know I can't go back to the way I was doing things. And we're saying, is it, is it even possible to, in a way that's healthy, so this is where we're asking questions. We're like, okay, is it even possible to come back and engage in a way that's healthy for my family and for my marriage, for my kids, healthy for me? Is it healthy for Moran? How do we do this in a healthy way? And so we came back uh, in the first day of September. We met with the elders. We're like, well, here's what happened during our two months away. 
And, and we were really honest about the state of things in our lives and marriage and stuff and just started presenting those questions to them. Is this possible? How do we do this differently? How do we do it well? And they didn't have any answers in that. They were really kind and generous with us, and they, they, they prayed with us. And <clears throat> so we went away. We, they said, we're going to pray about this to see what the Lord says. So as that week went on, um, we just continued to pray. And Michelle and I, this, this week, finally got time to just to be together. We're sitting on a back patio, and we're like, all right, we should probably ask the Lord. We take these questions to the Lord. We sought wisdom and counsel from others. Let's take this stuff to the Lord and see what he says. He speaks to us. He guides us. Let's take it to him. So we took these questions to the Lord. We're like, all right, God, here it is. What does this look like going back? Can we do this, going, uh, can we do this well going back with prioritizing family and, and our marriage and all that stuff? And the Lord spoke so clearly, and the Lord spoke in such unity, and he said, no, you can't. He said, you can't. He said, your time at Moran is done. And he said, I felt then like I feel right now of like, huh? Excuse me? But you know, <clears throat> I, I'm, when you ask the Lord to speak in unity, and Michelle and I were just so unified, and there was just such clarity, it was just like, okay, now what? I totally caught me by surprise, taught me off guard, caught me off guard. The, these, even these questions weren't even on the, my mind or Michelle's mind until the last week of our two months away. And all of a sudden they started coming up. And we thought, well, of course we'll come back to Moran. It might look different, different, you know, but of course we will. And all of a sudden the Lord said, no, it's this total shock going, <laughs> what, what do we do with this? And so we, we came to the elders yesterday and just said, here's what we know. This is what the Lord said. Right, I know that the next question is like, well, what are you going to do? And we've asked the Lord. We've like, it'd be nice to know, right? And the Lord said, no, I'm not telling you yet. This is the step I have. Take it and then walk with me. And I, I praise God we've got a lot of years of him being faithful to step-by-step -step obedience. So we don't know what's next. But I'll tell you what. Um, I know a few things. I know that um, I'm not going to be doing any pastoral like church ministry or anything like that i'm not gonna be starting another church i'm not gonna be a part of another you know the church or that type of thing um i know that i know that means we're not going to be around here as much as we'd like to be i think just the nature of the the role and the way things are just isn't helpful for you guys i think and it helps us move forward in greater healing to to, to have a break not that we can't talk or anything like that right you see me in the store you can say hello that's okay um and I think um, with this, my encouragement is if you, you have questions, it's easy to like to assume things or jump to conclusions. And I'd say instead of jumping to conclusions, I just ask that you, you ask a question. You can ask me a question. You can ask the elders questions. I think their email, it might even be on the screen, is just elders at moranpark.org. You got any? Oh, look, look, that's, a, that's an old school. That's an old school picture right there. It shows you how much I'm on social media. <clears throat> we even talked about if there's a lot of questions, we're going to find a way to try to address those so that we just don't want you to, to wonder. If you're wondering, just ask the question. We may do a video response or that type of thing. We, we want to ask questions. Come to ask questions. <clears throat> um, we are going to do some kind of open house party or something, I think, on October 3, and I think the elders will get you more details about that, so that's a couple weeks away. Um, honestly... I think not only do, have I been feeling shock the past few days, 
I've been worried about telling you this. And I think so much the reason why is because I just don't want you to feel abandoned. We've been through a lot together. A lot in the past year and a half, right? As we're trying to figure out all kinds of new things. And it's been ups and downs. It's been hard. It's been costly. It's been tough. And for some of you, have been on this ride with me for the whole 12 years I've been here. And it's been, it's been wild. Thanks. <clears throat> Thanks. Um, so I think it's like, I just don't want you to feel like, oh, now he's he's given up, or now he's abandoning us, and now he's left us alone, but the Lord just keeps reminding me, I've got them, I've got you, I've got your family, I've got your marriage, and I've got them, and the work that I began in you, I will see it to completion, and the work that I've begun at Marion Park, I will see it to completion, so that's my update. So. Just to confirm a few things that he said there, to repeat them, just to make sure that they were heard. Um, this is very new, also for the elders. This is new information. When we shared last week that we were going to have an update from Britain, we didn't know which way this was going was gonna to go. So this is uh, brand new information for the elders as well. And we'll be meeting tomorrow morning, like we always do on Monday mornings, for an elder meeting to begin to process what's next steps for that. Ministry is hard. And it does take a toll on family and marriage. And there's just times when there needs to be a st stepping away and getting rest and renewal and strength. There's, it's a biblical pattern even in scripture. And so this is the wise and right decision for, for Michelle and Britton. I really applaud them for putting first things first Family and ministry, family and marriage come before ministry always. Not before God. God comes first. Family, marriage comes next. But ministry is just ministry. Ministry will continue here at Moran Park because God is still on his throne. So I feel that this is, in some ways, uh, Britain has, Britain and Michelle have served 12 years. Uh, they've been in. They've been in the battle for 12 years, and I was in the Air Force for four. And everybody in the Air Force and other branches, what they want the most is to honor their country, and to get that honorable discharge at the end of their service, right? They, they you don't want the dishonorable discharge. Britain is serving and has received the honorable discharge. He has served well and served honorably. And we'll be celebrating that on October 3. Uh, more details to come with the celebration service. Uh, just to repeat again, <clears throat> if you have questions, and you do, this is the way that we encourage you to get some of those answered. Elders at moranpark.org. If the elders can't um, answer those questions, uh, we'll We'll rope uh, Britton and Michelle in for some of those questions as well, as, as applicable. Um, and that will be through September 20, that we'll be fielding those questions uh, surrounding, surrounding this um, 
decision. Zach's going Zach's to lead us with two more songs to close. The elders are going to come up to the front and just be available for prayer if that's something that you are need, want, or interested in. Um, we understand that this is a time bomb that's been blown in this room. That there's a lot of processing going on and a lot of shock and maybe some numbness. Let's go ahead and start processing some of that right now and let the Lord come and minister to our hearts right now. Be in prayer for Britton and Michelle and please be in prayer for the elders as we take steps forward. Thank you. All right, so if you feel like it, you can stand. If you feel like it, you can sit. It's up to you. Yeah. And this song that we're singing is Prophesy Your Promise. We haven't done it a ton here. Um, Zach picked this set before knowing what today would hold, and um, I just think it's a timely song to sing and just the um, to zoom out from this moment and look at the longevity of God's story and God's story to Moran Park. Um, he's been so faithful and he has a direction for us. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to lean into that promise that he's good, he's faithful, he has a plan. Um, and there's no condemnation and there's no right or wrong way to, to do church. Or maybe there's wrong ways, I don't know. <laughs> but there's no one way to do church, and God has been faithful, and I feel like a motto of Moran Park is one day at a time, and that's what we're going to continue in. Um, yeah, so we claim the promise of God's goodness over us today. church family um, just uh, asked the Lord um, if he had like an image for um, the body um, for this church um, today and um, I got an image of this uh, beautiful log cabin um, and I saw um, some things like in the log cabin that Jesus was like cleaning out um, and dusting the room um, and clearing out what needed to be cleared out um, and I saw Britain in a room, um, and just like a emphasis that Britain was to be cared for by God. Um, and then I saw the door frame of the log cabin with this beautiful gold trim. Um, and then I saw the door open up, and I saw just wonderful fellowship of the body, and just um, people laughing and talking and close together, like a big fun party, and there was going to be food. Um, and I heard the Lord say, like, my hand is on the church, and I'm not going for, to forsake to forsake it. So he's not going to forsake this body. Um, and I felt like I was impressed to share um, that the way we hold strong is the fellowship with each other, not having a perfect structure of a Sunday or a perfect performance order of the way that we do things, but um, truly caring for each other um, and the fellowship of the brothers and sisters um, with God first and with each other is how we as a body hold strong. Um, so that's what uh, God put on my heart to share. Um, and he loves you all. And I love you guys. I love this church.
Pastor Carol. I'm here to pronounce a benediction, but before I do, just want to share with you, next week is Connection Sunday, and it's going to be awesome, you guys, because Mindy Beatham is going to share with us um, a way to process all that we've been through in this past year, not just today, but this life this year. <laughs> and that might mean something different for each of us, but it's going to be a way, uh, kind of, we're going to have a, she's going to lead us through a process to think through all that we've been through. She's going to be using the life of Peter and the words of Peter um, to do as like part of the filter or whatever. I'm not sure quite how to say that, but that's what <laughs> you can be expecting for next week and how God grows us through the changes that happen in our lives. So please come back. Jesus is the center of it all. From beginning to the end, we sang the words and we're living them. So let's live them, you know, together this week. And the benediction. God is so good because the word that he gave Daniel, he also gave me unbeknownst to each other. Now, now. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>